0: Mmm, that's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee, where I give you everything that's going on within the tech news that is important for you to know. And there's sometimes quite a lot of stuff going on around this whole thing. But yes, there's a lot of tech news going on and it looks like to be always so juicy this time around so let's get on with it all right there is some leaked photos about the new uh, google phones now before they were called the nexus phones the rumor has it that it's not that anymore that it's actually going to be more than likely uh... kind of the pixel phones are gonna be called the pixel they're gonna be getting rid of the nexus type uh, Name and going with Pixel because of the Pixel tablet and the Pixel Chromebook. I still like the Nexus name, so I don't really understand why they're choosing not to use that. But it's Google; it's their prerogative. They can do what they want, even if I don't agree with it. But yes, that is what it what it is. So it's all leaked now. There are some reports saying that it's going to not be very good. It's going to be an underpowered disappointment. I don't think so. uh, Google hasn't really tended to be that type of company that's just gonna be like, eh, we'll just spread out a phone and just see how good it is. However, we won't really know until October 4th, which is in a couple weeks, so the only thing that's gonna be coming out of the interwebs is going to be, well, guesses, rumors, leaks, and whatnot. So it should be interesting to see what's going to come about this if is going to be underpowered, or if it's not, I tend to think it's not going to be, but I could be biased, and probably am biased about that. So, yes, that's what it's all about. Also, now there's a new report about Allo, which is their new messaging app, is going to be launching this week. That's right, it looks like to be unveiled uh, September 21st, which is in a few days, Uh, so it should be interesting to see if it's going to be actually launched, that or not, or if it's going to be a little bit later, we don't really know. What is interesting is that Allo is a very interesting messaging uh, system for Google. Now they do have a, quite a bit of different messaging apps. They have Hangouts, they have Messenger, they have um, kind of Spaces, which is the group ones, uh, and they also have more of the original messaging or message. Uh, for Android so they have quite a bit of different uh, messaging apps out there with Google and so it's always a little weird when they always bring out new stuff and it's kinda like well you aren't really getting rid of anything old but you're still just you know doing this anyways but with Hello, I could see them using that for more social uh, eventually just getting rid of messenger because this will probably take it over anyways and then if Google plays it right using messenger is more of a business slash slack platform instead so they can compete with that plus Skype is doing that or Microsoft I should say is doing that anyways but uh, although is looks like they be coming out in a few days now that it's once again a rumor so it could be wrong it could be wrong uh... but if it is then it'll, br- it'll bring uh... AI, the smart assistant or AI assistant uh... to it, it also will bring a little bit more rich features you can also um, make reservations for places with your friends Uh, stickers, gifs, whisper which makes uh, the text really small and shout which makes the text really big voice as well plus with encryption uh, so with disappearing messages so if you don't want to get caught with that or um, any uh, unsettling nude pictures and that could be that for you. So it looks like to be an all encompassing, way more powerful uh, messaging tool than Messenger is, or even Hangouts right now. Even though Hangouts could change, uh, Messenger is a great uh, SMS uh, app, but it's kind of lacking a lot of features that I wish it had. So it should be interesting to see what comes about if this is actually going to come out in a couple days. Uh, we'll we'll find out. All right, looks like schools are getting into uh, bringing more AP computer science courses this fall thanks to the president or some people say thanks to the president um, this is a great thing in general because a lot of jobs are now more tech oriented at least in the United States and so um, it's good to see that schools are actually taking the lead on this now it does help that the government is actually going to subsidize some of this or have about 4 billion dollars in funding but I think this would have been coming anyways just because of how the industry works especially in colleges where they would just be like well there's a lot of courses or positions like this so why don't we make courses for the specific areas of expertise because that's going to happen. Plus most STEM jobs are usually going to involve some type of computer science skill anyways so if you really want to do STEM work you should really you know Find a way to understand computer science and uh, make sure that you're up to date with all that stuff. But yeah, that's that's how it's going to be about 2000 in the high school level, or I say K through 12, but I don't really see a lot of uh, kindergartners doing computer science courses. Unless your kindergarten is really, really smart, I don't really foresee that too much. But yes, it is coming with the initiative of computer science for all. So that's, that really is about it I'm on that one. But moving on uh, to actual data, there's data that's been uh, shown that looks like um, Amazon ratings are just a bunch of crap. That's right, they don't look like they're doing very good. The problem is, is that uh, the reason why this is happening is, well, a lot of people in marketing is you give out certain products so people will review it and hopefully you'll get a favorable review uh... so that's kinda like the way that a lot of marketing works well the thing is about that is that there is averages and on average uh, amazon products has a rating of 4.4 stars now when you factor in the incentives that this jumps to about 4.73 stars so it jumps a little bit higher uh, on the scale ratings for that, uh, with non-incentivized, it's about 4.33, and that's a 0.4 rating bump, uh, which is pretty significant when you're doing a one out of five stars type of rating. So what it does is it jumps uh, your use your average 4.4 stars from the 54th percentile to the 94th percentile uh, once you kind of factor in the four the 0.4 star rating bump. So what this all seems to you know, come around is, is that if you want to have great reviews, you got to give your products out for free so people can review them and so you'll get a more favorable review on them. Uh, that's kind of how it's looking for that. Now, Amazon has come out to say, well, we're working on it. Uh, we're going to work on some more initiatives to, well, curb this... Uh, Steam last week for digital distribution gaming has a fix for this. Now, some people are up in arms about this. Some people actually don't like this. Some people don't. They are taking a more balanced approach. But their thing is is that you can only review or it only matters. The review only matters if you buy the game. That's it on Steam Reviews. You cannot buy it from third parties. You have to buy it through Steam. Uh, So, I mean, it's kind of a draconian way of doing it but it's a way to curb uh, incentivized reviews or favorable reviews usually that's what it is but it's an interesting deep dive or dig whichever one you want into how reviews work on Amazon and do incentivized reviews really uh, tip the scales in the company's favor and it looks like a yes very much so tips them in their favor especially when you jump from a 54th percentile to a 94th percentile. That's a pretty big jump for only 0.4 uh, star rating bump. That's that's pretty significant. Now it goes into saying, like, how can we ever trust uh, Amazon ratings anymore? I mean, if I'm going to look at a rating and be like, well, is this paid for? Is this not? Now I do know that under uh, regulations you have to actually disclose that you actually got uh, this gift for free, and that you're reviewing it on the request of the company. But still, it's kind of like, if this is what's going to happen, then should I even count any of the other reviews as even good? Should I even care? Anything like that? But uh, that's how it is. That's how marketing works. Is that if you kind of want to, re- even if you want the reviews to start rolling out, you kind of gotta give stuff out for free, unfortunately especially since a lot of times reviews are only really made when people are really upset about a product. Uh, And so I understand both ways, but you have to understand is that in marketing, usually a person only reviews if you're not incentivizing it, uh, if it's a negative negative review. I've not really seen too many just do it because it's a positive. If you have those positives, you kind of don't even do it. I don't even do it. I'm lazy about that. Not because I don't want to do it, it's just I have so many other things I want to do. So laziness is more of just bad time management, maybe? But yes, that's what happens with the Amazon reviews. Anyways, moving on. Twitter has finally released its more simpler rules for the character counts. That's right. So now your gifts and anything else is not counted against it's only going to be emojis and simple text so yay it's finally rolled out but if you want kind of the bullet points uh of what is counted and what's not counted uh, first of all you can still only use 140 characters when composing a tweet so it's really not quote unquote longer tweets it's it's just the same amount uh except when you're posting non-text content like videos gifs pictures and polls that doesn't count against your 140 character count which is great but links still do so the great thing is is that link stuffing will not happen that's another great thing quote tweets don't uh don't but uh even though they're text they're not like the old text so it doesn't really count so only the quote ones uh mentions and replies won't show up anymore in tweets uh they're like in they're in the header uh it's in the user interface um so the, mention, the mentions won't, won't count towards 140 characters still, uh, so you can mention as many people as you want up to 50. So not really as many, but up to 50, which is pretty good. I, I think that's a good compromise because if you had more than, if you have just a lot of people that was unlimited, you know how you know much spam you would get for that too, so it's kind of great that they kind of limit that as well. But if you want everyone to see your reply, Twitter wants you to retweet yourself. So that's a little weird. But if you want to do that, yes, you have to retweet yourself. Yes, yes. Twitter just said retweet yourself. So yes, and quote yourself too. Apparently, Twitter wants you to be as narcissistic as you can because that's cool. Yay! Uh, but you know, obviously, if you don't want to, then don't. Then, then don't have. Then don't do it. That's obviously what it is. Um, but yes, those are the new rules. It looks great. I, this this has been a long time coming. This probably should have happened five years ago. At least. It should have happened a, a lot sooner than what it is now. But at least they're you know eventually coming coming to it, coming for it, doing the things that they need to do for it as well. Right, moving on. Uh, Etsy actually bought a company today. That's right. It bought Blackbird Technologies. Uh, basically what it is, just to help with its uh, search. Uh, this is more of kind of smart searching or artificial intelligence or machine learning uh, search searches because, unfortunately, Etsy does have to watch out for Amazon because Amazon is encroaching on its homemade uh, industry and so it has to do things to, you know, beef it up so it doesn't, well, <laughs> it doesn't get clobbered by Amazon because, well, it can. It can really get clobbered by it. However, um, there, it really is not too much to disclose except for the whole team is coming over to Etsy, so no one's losing their job. Yay! Uh, they're going to be using their technologies to help uh, beef up their search as well. Uh, the amount is not disclosed, so we don't really know. We, it's light kind of on the details, but except for that Etsy has bought a company for undisclosed, some. That's about it. Yeah, it really is, that's it. Also, Google has acquired API.ai uh, to help developers build bots that, well, aren't terrible to talk to, that's right. It can be difficult to build bots because I've used some and they kinda just suck. They're not very good, They're kind of annoying. Uh, but Google has bought them because it's a smart move to go into bots because bots are really taking over it's the next big thing because uh, apps were the next big thing now this is now it's transition over to bots uh, because everybody's trying to get into that so it's good to buy a company that has well it says over 60,000 developers have built stuff with that now what api.ai does is it helps kind of with um, language and dialect because trying to code All the different variations on how you can say something can be difficult, it can be time-consuming, and it can just, you know, ruin your day because you're like, ah, I didn't think of that. Because you have to get the bot to understand uh, complexities in sentence structures, especially in in any language. Uh, A lot of times it won't give enough context, and you just kind of got to know through tone and how they're saying it as well. And so this is a way of helping them Uh, Figure all that stuff out because they need to. Now There's about 15 languages and dialects, including English, Chinese, French, German, and Spanish. Uh, And there will be probably more coming, especially with the help of Google now. Uh, They'll probably have a lot more help with that. But uh, this is kind of a way of helping bot developers, you know, not have such a terrible bot. Because those can be pretty bad. Like I said before, I've used some and it's kind of like, I hate talking to this thing will just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Go away. You're a bot. You're a fake. You're not even here. Anyways, moving on. Google has updated Google Photos to allow you to uh, do movies. Now, the, what they wanted to do or what users wanted for Google is allow them to, uh, you know, create movies not just on a ter- certain time frame but sometimes over long distances of years to put them together to make a nice little cool little movie. Well, Google said... All right, fair enough, we'll do it now. And so what they're doing is for kids or children, uh, because parents take a lot of photos of their kids throughout the years, and so sometimes they just never really share them. Uh, So now what's what's happening is that Google is going to be collecting all those from all these different years and putting them together so you can share them to everybody else. Uh, You can share them through social media, you can share them through text, or through email. Uh, just make sure you have everybody's something or other, uh, whether it be social media, whether it be email or text, uh, with a simple link. Obviously, going to be a simple link. You could easily share it if they also have Google Photos as well. Um, but this is kind of a great way of uh, allowing people to share more of their uh, family photos and in intimate moments because it's always intimate to do that. But, yes, uh, Google Photos is finally updated to actually do that, and it started with kids, because that is one thing that people take a lot of photos of their kids it's true All right, Google Books has also uh, updated with uh, better suggestions so what to read next that's right Google Books has been around for quite a while but it has been as robust as let's say uh, Kindle for Amazon uh, and so what they've done is kind of updated to allow you to say what's hot what's next and what you can actually read because they want you to stay or actually buy books through that so they can get, you know, the data and the at and the revenue as well. Uh, this is to, you know, combat uh, Amazon or Kindle as well. Now, the funny thing is that Amazon hasn't really done very well with the social aspect of it. They did buy Goodreads a little while ago, I think a couple of years ago. And they really haven't integrated it as well as they should have. It's kind of been like the step, the ugly stepsister or the stepson no one really wants to hang out with, it's just there, they don't really know what to do. I mean, they've kind of done it with a new update where they have the Goodreads button, but that's really about it, they kind of haven't really dug into that quite yet. And I think they're having kind of a hard time figuring out what to do with it, so eventually they'll find a better way of doing it. But this puts Google Books in a better uh, range with Kindle and making a better competition against Kindle as well as Kindle tries to figure out how to actually be more social about this because it's great to buy something called Goodreads. It's a really good kind of social book reading, social network in a way. I don't really use it that much, to be honest with you. There's no real point to to actually use it. I kind of check it every once in a while. So I think that, I don't know, I just think Amazon could have done a much better job with, you know, Onboarding it and also just maintaining it and making just a better feature out of it, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for that. That's right, folks. Also, Google's had a lot of updates today. Apparently, a lot of updates. But Google has finally uh, launched its Google Trips app. That's right. If you don't want to use Airbnb or Hopper or TripIt or anything else like that, you can use Google's because Google has one too. It's for iOS and Android and allow you to see uh, what places people have been to the most, what's popular, what's not. It'll allow you to, you know, find food and drinks, day, tri- day plans as well, uh, getting around. So depending on how much time you have, it can show you really short trips. It can do really long trips for you. It really depends on you... But the thing is, is that Google really wants your data and so this is another great way of getting your data, especially if people just wanna do quick trips that are relatively inexpensive but fun at the same time because we always like to save money. We don't really like to spend, I don't know about you, but I like to invest in uh, things that will you know, give me money back and even though trips are great, they don't really reinvest back into you as much. I mean, you learn a lot of stuff That's really about it. Sometimes I want an actual return on a better return on investment. So, with this one, this can also help you as well. And plus, with everybody using uh, Google Maps and a lot of businesses on there, you can find a lot of great things around. And it can kind of show you day trips or not and hopefully give you the best price for hotels and air and airfare because that can get pretty expensive. All right, looks like the government is getting into regulations or guidelines for self-driving cars. Yes, with all the hubbub about self-driving cars and the bad press, I'm looking at you, Tesla, and your, uh, well, parent accents with it. Uh, it's a no-brainer for the government to kind of get involved with it and kind of say, hey, look, we kind of need guidelines for it. Now, Lyft and all, and Uber and Google and Ford and all them are actually... Going a part of it or getting involved with it and saying, hey, yeah, we want regulations. It's fine to have regulations, but make sure it is a kind of cohesive, not, not consistent type of regulations that aren't going to be difficult for us to figure out which one we have to do for each state. And the federal government, for the most part right now, has agreed. I'm always a little skeptical about the federal government. They go, oh, yes, we agree, and then completely change it and make it really inconsistent and completely headache induced type of regulation that's what they do look at the tax code it's a headache induced you're like what this doesn't make any sense uh but that's what they want to do they want to have like a 15 point check uh for uh self-driving cars to make sure that it you know it works effectively uh how to protect users data how to test and uh, validate it as well and what procedure will there be for a system to respond in case of software failure? Because that could happen. I mean, it's software running and it's being interconnected with whatever, either cell towers or satellites. Uh, it needs to have as kind of fail safe to either break, lock up, or allow someone to take the wheel manually and alert someone about it so they won't, well, die in a fiery crash. That's not really, good. that wouldn't really, really be good. Uh, other ones are how the how the car is going to detect and respond to oncoming objects, and how and where and how and where is the car supposed to operate? All great things. Now, self-driving cars is still a really new industry, and people are still trying to figure it out. But every tech company is just about getting involved with it, with IBM to Nvidia, to Google to Apple, so, supposedly. But I think Apple kind of got away from it. Uber is getting involved with it as well. So everybody's getting in on the Woo, self-driving cars. Yay, the future. AI is gonna take us over with driving us. There's gonna be our show first from now on. No more DMV lines, because you'll just have your self-driving car take the test for you. Yay! Anyways, moving on. Skype preview is being updated to allow you to, you know, manage your phone text on your PC. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you actually have a Windows phone, and those are probably five of you. Uh, The new bill will allow you to, you know, text from your PC to your phone, so you only have to be around your phone. Uh, So it should be an interesting thing. It kind of works the way of uh, Pushbullet does, or even if you, before, when Google Hangouts allowed you to do SMS, that as well. So this is kind of a way of doing it as well. It looks like great, and actually they've shown that with Skype a long time ago, but like Twitter, they're finally doing it. A little late, but they're finally doing it. So, this will allow you to do it. Now, it is a preview build right now. and It's not really out for wide consumptions yet. So, if you're one of the builder uh, people, you can actually test it out if you want to. If you have a Windows phone, obviously, and if you have a Windows 10 PC. Now, make sure that Windows Preview is updated to the latest, um, latest in that as well. And you can check it out. Now, an interesting thing will be if it actually uh, gets released to Android... And have a little bit more unified um, platform for that. Where they will get people to actually use Skype a lot more often. Even though know, people use Skype quite a bit. They can't do it for iOS because of limitations on that as well. So iOS people you are kind of out of luck. And that's what you get when you buy Apple. I always got to take a little bit of a dig from Apple every once in a while. I love their phones. They're great. The operating system is great as well. But they control it a little too much for my taste. Alright. And on the Windows front is that... There's finally gonna. There's finally desktop apps supported to universal apps has arrived in the Windows Store. Yay! Because uh, Microsoft has touted about this, where uh, an app that can be used from desktop to mobile. The sad part is, is that mobile has basically been. well It's been pretty much not really being as supported as let's say Windows 10 has. Uh, I'm waiting for the Surface Phone to actually be announced. Uh, that could actually reinvigorate the mobile platform and maybe have a surface phone to be in line with their surface tablet and their surface book which will be actually a really great strategy for them. Now you're probably wondering I just kind of took a dig on Google for dropping the Nexus line well because the Nexus line has been around for a while they've used it for the tablets and their phones and they're just dropping it because of ooh, the Pixel tablet and the Pixel Chromebook. that were pretty expensive my thing is, uh, I like the Nexus name a lot better. It's a lot, people know it, I think, a lot better, or that's just me as a techie, knows it a lot better, knows kind of how the brand is built up from that. Pixel, not so much. I know a lot of people, some people actually do, and they have kind of the Pixel Chromebook, which is the most expensive Chromebook to buy. Also, the tablet, which is for more work, even though it's finally going to be, well, used more often because of. Uh, Android 7.0, uh, I'm just, I think it's a great idea for the Surface phone because of the unifying brand on it. I just don't think for Google they should have dropped the Nexus line if they're going to do that. I had to preface that it's not really a uh, guarantee that they're going to get rid of it yet, but there's a lot of good rumors to suspect they will for the Pixel phone. Still, that name just, <laughs> name doesn't really excite me whatsoever. It's like, ooh, a Pixel phone. Um, yay! Nexus phone, i will be like, Yay! Nexus phone, New Nexus phone. That's just me. Anyways, moving on to apps, slash programs, slash cameras and other stuff that you should actually use this week. Now, if you're looking for a new messaging, video walkie-talkie messaging app, well, I got one for you. It's called Marco Polo. That's right, the one, the pool game that you always played and you never wanted to be the person that had to guess where people were. Uh, is now on an app without the pool, but it's available for iOS and Google Play Store, So check it out if you're looking for a new uh, walkie-talkie slash video messaging app for your friends to hang out and play with. Now, do you like Slack but you don't like that you have to pay for it, even though there is a free uh, there's a there's a free one, but it's kind of limiting? Well, Riot is for you. Yes, Riot is supposed to be the open source of Slack. And so you will get end-to-end encryptions, integration, bridge networks, file transfers, VoIP, and video calling and group chat as well. It also has iOS and Android app available for you as well. It was a super easy sign-up. So, what's it's not much to lose. Um, It could be you could use it for developers, creative agencies, small and medium businesses, and ad hoc teams as well. And it's also completely free. There is no limits, nothing, because it's open source. And that's the great thing about open source is that. So check it out. I put it in the show notes for you as well. Also, GoPro has announced two new things for you. Yes, first one is the Hero 5. That's right, their new camera has just come out. And it looks pretty cool. It's got voice control on it. It's got two-inch touch display. Ooh, it's, it's rugged and waterproof because it wouldn't be GoPro without it. And it's got a uh, simple one-button control as well. It also has uh, advanced video stabilization, so it won't look like you're in a jittery uh, movie going, um, You're feeling seasick or motion sickness. Help me. Uh, and also, you can access and share it from anywhere. Uh, so what do you got to lose? Now, it starts around $400. So, well, if you really want that, be prepared to eat it a lot that's not cheap also they finally released their drone called karma that's right they will they now have a drone available for people to purchase now the drone really there really isn't a price for it quite yet or i haven't seen quite yet but it has a lot of different accessories now the only cameras compatible with it is well the hero 5 black the hero 5 sessions and the hero 4 that's right. You also—it's the Karma Drone, the Karma Grip, and the Karma Controller with the Karma Case as well. There's also replacement parts for it as well, and there's Karma Care, which I would—or GoPro Care, excuse me—which I would uh, heavily invest in because, well, let's be honest—you're probably gonna crash it. Even though this is really easy controls, you're probably gonna crash it. Let's let's be honest with you—you're you're probably gonna you're you're gonna crash it. Not everybody's an expert when they first do it, but it looks very interesting and. Hopefully, this drone is as rugged as their cameras are, or at least somewhat more rugged than a lot of other drones are. But yes, try it out or look at the website, see if it's for you. If it's not, well, you don't don't have to get it. I mean, it's it's, it's there if you want to. But I will have to um, let you know the reason why there is no pricing is because it's available on October 23rd, so you have about a month to decide on it. And that is the end of Digital Coffee. Thank you for joining. And as always, subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn. I'm on all of those. Just hit the subscribe button. And if you like it, please be sure to you know post a little review just to help me out with the you know ratings on iTunes. Uh, but anyways, also follow Digital Coffee on social media at, at Twitter at digitalco77ee at Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, Coffee, and player.me at Digital Coffee as well. Plus, I'm trying to do as many live streams as I can. Follow me on, on Twitch, Beam, and Hitbox, and YouTube Gaming as well. Also, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at digital coffee all right guys join me on Wednesday when I go through marketing and digital marketing news with marketing blend all right have a good Tuesday later